Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 82nd episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host and Game Master. Before we get started, first, a word from this week's sponsor. Uh, Sai, can you come in here and help me with something real quick? Sir, yes? Hey, uh, question. I'm sitting here looking at the Holonet, um, going through all of the latest episodes, and there's something that's come up on the, the crowdsourcing finance side of the Holonet, and this is confusing me. This is something called Satanic Panic. What in the world is this? Uh, it, bl- it appears to be a pen and paper role-playing game, sir. That sounds like total nonsense. Uh, well, it sort of is. Uh, players take on the role of characters, and they... Play pretend around a table uh, to accomplish imaginary objectives. And they do this in a world where there is, like, video technology? Uh, sort of. Uh, the particular game that you're looking at is called Satanic Panic, and it takes place on Earth in the 1980s. Mm, that's not a unit of time I'm used to dealing with. This is this is a weird concept. Well, Earth is a fictional realm that's created in the mind of some of the nerdier constituents of the Empire, sir. The people on the outlying systems just have way too much time on their hands. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Indeed they do, sir, because Satanic Panic in particular is an interesting case, as they pretend to be agents, very similar to the ISB, uh, who roam around their country, America, trying to shut down a satanic conspiracy that sprung up out of the very role-playing games that they're playing. Wait, 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 wait. So th- this is one of the these pen and paper role-playing games about a pen and paper role-playing game? Yes, and not only that, the role-players are the villains. And the heroes are government agents, like you and me, who roam around the country and find rebel factions and bring them to their knees. Well, that, that, that sounds a lot more doable. Okay, I'm, I'm on board with this thing. Um, how in the world do I get a copy of this? Because it's telling me that I should give them money, but this isn't a store. I don't really know what I'm looking at here. Well, crowdfunding works a little bit differently, sir. You put down for a pledge, and if at the end of the campaign they manage to hit their funding goal, they'll send you the book. And it looks like this one's already funded, so you can put down your money knowing that the book is going to come your way. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of credits, if I'm looking at that correctly. Uh, okay, well, that is really interesting. Um, so are we going to try one of these uh, uh, social funding platforms for the next Sinoc and Friends, then? Well, I, I guess we could if you wanted to fund some other If the Sinoc- Empire's going to turn a profit, how else are we going to do it? Okay, sir. I'll start up my own page right now. Oh, yes, absolutely. You, you, Sinox, you get on that. I'm going to get zero in here. Make sure Ava doesn't get word on this. She kind of is down on some of this. No, she will make fun of you if she learns about yes, it. Yes, she will. I feel like she will. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of these nerds. I really want to be that clear. I'm fine supporting these nerds of nerds, but I don't like, and I think she's going to call me a nerd if she finds out. Yeah, okay, sir. I definitely believe you that you're not one of the nerds who would enjoy one of these games, but I am glad that you're putting your foot in the pool of this hobby. By the bogan, for I is such a nerd. Satanic Panic is a phenomenal game that was created by our own Jim McClure, the voice of Minister Blue. I've been lucky enough to play the game in its testing phases and really adore the system. It can play more like the satire I'm into or serious dark horror mess arounds and is just exquisitely crafted from front to back. Geek and Sundry recently did a feature on it. Everyone loves it. You will too. If you haven't had a chance to pledge on Kickstarter, this is actually your last chance. The Kickstarter campaign ends in just a few hours, like three to four at this point. It's probably more like three and a half. Back it right now. Next. 
You might notice that through this and the next run of episodes, I still retain a cough. I no longer have the miserable fever and flu that plagued me during our bottle recording, but unfortunately, the cough is hard to shake. Hopefully, it'll clear up real soon. Next, if you're headed to Celebration down in Florida, Johnny, James, and I will be there with pranks for Never Tell Me the Pods. We're currently finalizing our plans for a meetup on Saturday sometime in the evening, so please consider leaving some time in your schedule for that. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Acquisition! After narrowly escaping a planet full of bounty hunters on Findar, the Minoc, the most wanted ship in the Emperor's galaxy, sails through hyperspace towards the Roach system. Her crew includes Captain Trist Valentine, sportive smuggler and pansexual pilot, Lenik Gilo, emotional Rodian bounty hunter and avid reader of romance, the clone soldier Bacta, paternal paramilitary powerhouse haunted by a broken heart, Lintel Laroon, anti-authoritarian archaeologist eager to avoid her own history, Tamlin Jaran, five-year-old force prodigy and sweet baby boy, and Tony Vornskier, Space Wolf. They are heading to Roach-seeking Master Shipsmith Barracks to solve a problem that has been plaguing them for weeks, an increasingly cramped living space. So let's start this thing off with a destiny roll. One dark side. Uh, smiley face. One dark side. One light side. One dark side. Great. So three dark side and a light side? Yep. Okay. If we had rolled all dark side, we could flip all those to lose. We just lose right away. Well, it's only four. It's not a full six like you guys sometimes work with. You we're working with a smaller pool. But it's an infinity pool, so it looks bigger. It's yeah. a, this is a smaller adventure, so it's kind of appropriate. So we can just skip it entirely like Mm-mm. we did with the last one? No, not not this one. Uh, I mean, you can. You, you can make that decision. It's a bad idea. It just seems like you shouldn't. It seems like <laughs> maybe you should do things. Uh, when you decide to do them because you guys opted into this. At the moment, you're in hyperspace. Hyperspace looks like a blue tunnel with a bunch of white lines. Yeah, we know. Well... I see it as a white tunnel with a bunch of dark blue lines. The audience at home doesn't necessarily know. That's why I'm letting them They've never been in hyperspace? They, they, no. Oh. No, okay. Nobody on Earth has been to hyperspace. So. All right, you pores. <laughs> we get it. Uh, the Minoc, a gray... Modified, heavily modified, G12 skip ray blast boat. With two pink racing stripes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And a bunch of those tacky family. Oh. Oh, that's right. Those things that you see on the back of vans. So you can see how much crew is inside. Painted along the back is just scootalooing along through that hyperspace thing. And uh, we cut inside. It opens on a table that has a data pad on it and lots of scrap paper. Mm-hmm. And one of the whiteboards aboard the Minoc is also there. And there's a lot of different complex math equations written across those. And Bacta and Lynn are sitting at the table together. What does Bacta look like? Yes. Bacta is a clone soldier. So he looks a lot like the clones that you've seen in the Star Wars movies and television shows. His head is shaved bald. He has a large scar running across the top of his head. His arms, which are very physically developed. He's an incredible 
incredibly handsome clone. I think we could all say that he's very handsome and that reflects a lot on the person who plays him. He has tattooed across his arms names and call numbers of clone soldiers. These are the names and call numbers of clones that he has served alongside who died in service. He is currently dressed down a bit. He has armor on his legs, and that is brand new armor that he acquired on Findar that looks a lot like clone trooper armor, except it is sort of a gunmetal gray because it is an unpainted Besker, and you can see just by the collar of his shirt on his neck, there's a light purple stain that is mostly covered up, but a little bit bare. Uh, right now, Bacta is massaging his temples, looking at the hyperspace calculations. I believe Lintel is in this scene. Lynn is a female Twi'lek in her early 30s. She has a athletic build that's got very little fat on it. She has short leku, very, very short, uncommonly short for a Twi'lek. She's orange with lots of disruptive coloration tattoos that are tiger stripes. <laughs> I don't know that tiger stripes is exactly I feel like yeah, most people in the audience, you're right, Kat, will go, oh, disruptive coloration. I know exactly what that means. Sure. The tiger stripes will lose it's more them. more like zebra stripes. So different oranges and golds to help her camouflage in fields and rainforests. Disruptive coloration. Um, Again, I don't know what I was thinking with tigers. <laughs> she has uh, gold eyes and prominent nose. She is similarly dressed down for her. That means that she's in a, a grubby white tank top and leather pants, no shoes, and is perched on the booth of the, the Minox kitchen and has a bunch of papers spread out in front of her with drawings of bug people on them. She is like filling in a sketch on one of them. Bacta picks up a rooster salt and pepper shaker and puts them aside at the edge of the table. Okay, so they're going to be coming in here for a meeting any minute. And Lynn, we've got to present a unified front because I like this route a lot. I think we need to go to this planet, but I suspect Trist and Lenik are not going to go for a new ship. Because they get very emotionally attached to things and... They might act like they're cool with certain things, but they don't like change, and they like to push back against every practical thing that I put in front of them. So if you could have more back in this meeting, it would be very, very helpful for us to go to this planet and get a new ship. I feel like I have your back, but if I present a unified front with you, mm -hmm. is that going to have a positive effect? Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that in the meeting you're going to... to no, mm -hmm. I'm saying I feel like they might... That, like, just coming in and I'm going to back you up. Okay, good, good. And we both agree that the best way to deal with insubordination is more authority and will just overwhelm their insubordinate attitudes with authority, with inscrutable authority. And they'll realize that they have to obey the rules and that we have their best intentions at heart. Are you listening to yourself? Okay, maybe you take point on this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cat. Kitchen alarm. Activate. For a pie. Fire! 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 No, for a pie! For a pie! Pie fire! Pie fire! Pie fire! In comes Lena Gilo, very frazzled, running to the oven. My pies! What does Lena Gilo look like? He's a, a very <laughs> handsome Rodian. Green colored uh -huh. skin. And uh, right now, uh, no hair and no eye patch, which... 
I mean, I, I guess, mean, the audience would assume that. I guess they? you could you could say that for anyone on the ship. But um, <laughs> if you've been listening this whole time, it's notable. His eyes are the color of the night sky, full of stars, a thousand stars, and um, he's got a spooky robot arm. What color is that spooky robot arm? Oh, it's bare metal, and he's wearing he's wearing an apron that says "The Cook's Busy." Kiss me instead. It's very like floral and and got ruffles around the edges. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's running towards the oven to get his pie. Okay. Or what he thinks is his pie. This pie's fine. Cat. <laughs> pie fire. No, cat. Disable pie fire. <laughs> Rushing in from the cockpit, we see camera down on a pair of brown combat boots. And as the camera pans up, we see a uh, slender pair of shaved legs, completely hairless, coming up past the knees where a casual pink kimono starts. It's got jade dragon-like tracings on it as it comes up um, to a chest with just chest hair popping out. And the kimono is kind of loosely unfurled around the chest, uh, tied off in like a very haphazard way. But that's the only thing that this person is wearing besides, I don't know, a couple of 12 o'clocks worth of shadow around the face and a cowboy hat. Trist Valentine stands, obviously, it looks like he had just woken up. Somebody say TIE Fighter? Wait, why did I come back here? (laughs) I was sleeping at the cockpit. All right, I'm going to do a sweep for TIE Fighters. He walks away and then he comes back. Wait, we're in hyperspace. (laughs) They can't, can't get us here. So, all right, cancel the TIE Fighter alert. Um... Going back to sleep. Well, since you're all here... Did somebody say TIE Fighters? In walks a five-year-old Zabrak. And what does he look like, Kat? He is a Dathomirian Zabrak. So that is the Darth Maul type, not the... I guess people don't know Iridonian Zabrax for the most part. So not the tan... Well, it's not our job to teach them. (laughs) Not the tan, spindly tattoos one. The um, bright colors, chunky, scary tattoos ones. Oh, was that a Back to Basics? There are multiple types of Zabrax. Apparently, New Canon is even messy about that. Because in, in, um, I think, the first Aftermath book, one of the characters is a female Zabrak. And one of the characters is like, I don't know if she's a Zabrak or an Iridonian or a Dathomirian. Who knows what you're supposed to call them? That's ridiculous. But why would you mess with that? There's no need. Oh, they decided to specifically be lazy, which is good. Which is our (laughs) brand. I guess that's true. So uh, who who knows truly what is going on? Or is there is there a new canon answer to that? No, there's not. They nice. just decided to be messy with it. Wonderful. Um, so uh, spoiler alert if you haven't read whatever the hell that was. <laughs> spoiler alert for the description of one character in the first 15 pages of the book. I'm but, sorry. Also like a legit line lifted from the book about whether they're Dathomirian or not. That's kind of the stuff that I like to discover when I read. <laughs> Tamlin is a Dathomirian Zabrak. Um, (laughs) So he is stark white with black tattoos that are symmetrical over his face and body. Like spider webs, kind of. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the scream mask. No, it is not. (laughs) You are are very incorrect. We're just correct. Okay, fair enough. He uh, also has little horns, stubby horns over his head. He has big violet eyes, which are very happy and bright, despite looking like he has just woken up from a nap. He is wearing gray robes he's wearing a gray gi. a gray karate gi yeah he's wearing fuzzy bantha slippers and uh, are they made of bantha or do they look they like look two like little two bantha? little banthas yeah, they're bantha brand his karate gi has a patch <laughs> on it that says tagori and bara jujitsu <laughs> because we stole it from going to one karate class with him 
and he is his fingernails are currently painted bright pink and some of it is smudged over his hands because he's not good at this yet Mm -hmm. is he right-handed or left-handed left-handed so then his left nails are the smudged ones. yeah and he comes over to where the majority of you are clustered and as he's doing that as he's stretching that back to moves his hand toward the clipboard that's sitting on the table and grabs it since we're all here i figured it would be a good time to talk about where we're headed long term great trick he trapped us. I don't see the trap I was, yet. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> well, we can talk about the trap as the meeting starts. I'd like to call the first crew meeting of the Minoc to order in several days. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll call the meeting to order in several days. No, no, so... no, no. This is the first meeting that we've had in several days. That is not my intended That's syntax. That's not what you said. You used the syntax that you used. That's he picked true. up the clipboard. Are there no rules? I am no holding support? the clipboard. I am holding. And He's you made it. an order to have a meeting in a few days. Tristan, button seat. Syntax is important. I want everyone to agree to that. So is context. Button seat. Okay, let me just put this pie in the airlock to cool it off. (laughs) Okay, just be sure to chain it down. I know how to cool a pie. Thank you. We have lost a lot of pies to hyperspace, which I think is very dangerous. You can also put a pie in an airlock and then not open the airlock. It'll still cool down in like a separate room. Okay. You don't need to ejaculate the pie into space. I know how to cool a pie. I know how to cool a pie, too. I'm just making sure that Bacta knows how to cool a pie. We have lost a lot of pies. We have lost a lot of good pies. We've lost a lot of good pies. So, first of all, congratulations, everyone. Thank you. I think the pie is going to taste great. I know. I think we did a lot of good work on Finda. Oh, that too. A lot of good work. We went in with not many resources, and we came out ahead of the game. That's true. Speaking of which, uh, wine? 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 Oh, yeah. I'd love a bottle. Uh, It's a little early. It's It's 11 o'clock. What do you mean it's early? It's 11 o'clock. I think it's time for wine. It's 11.30 somewhere. Yeah. First of all, there's no time and space. Second of all, you never sleep, so you can drink whatever you want. I'm not against the wine. I think wine is fine. <laughs> okay, so... I think wine is fine, if you're having a good time. Four bottles of wine. Fine. Oh, five bottles of wine. One, two, three... Yeah, count two for four. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, we just tried to start a meeting without Nemo. Six bottles of wine. Two for me, one for you, one Nemo for Nemo. Nemo likes to sleep in, and he gets grumpy and snippy. Does he like to sleep in, or do we like to avoid talking with him and let him sleep in? I punched him... I punched him pretty recently, and I'm feeling a little bit guilty about that. Fair enough. I really love him as a writer and a friend, but is he an asset to a crew? He shot a TIE fighter. He killed someone to help the crew. I really feel like that makes him part of the crew. We're getting rid of him, right? Well, that's a long-term mission that I'm glad you brought up. Part of what this is about. So we have two long-term missions at the table. First is to reclaim R2-D20, our astromech droid, with the most important military secret in military history. I'm going to stop you right there. That mission already has captain approval. Yeah, well, no, I'm just reminding everyone that that is what we are moving towards. That's why we're headed to Camino. Yeah, just want to let everyone know that that's already been approved by the captain. Just so everyone has captain approval. Just so everyone is up to speed, R2-D20, our astromech droid, Mm -hmm. was confiscated, brought to Camino. Yes. I mean, it's probably not sent to Camino. No, it's it's probably in transit. It it takes a while. And and the droid contains plans to the murder ball. Yes. And I did a good job, so there's probably no way anybody knows 
necessity's going there because on Findart, I made sure that that information was destroyed. So there's there no paper trail or record for it. There's so. still a droid that's being shipped to Camino that we don't know where it is now, so it's impossible to uh, take in transit. Because all of the package tracking information was deleted. Yes, and we have no idea what sort of Imperial control there is on Camino because it's been ages since I've been there. No, we have dropped the ball on this in a big way. But... But we have a secondary mission that's near Camino to drop our friend Nimodian Sparks, galaxy famous author of romance novels, with our good friends the Kyber Crystals, a glam punk band who has anti-imperial sentiments and might be raising an army or some sort of network of <laughs> oh, secret again, black market contacts. That mission has captain approval. It's been pre-stamped. And it is wonderful. So what are we doing here? Approval. Great that it has captain I- approval. Again, just want to keep those long-term missions in mind. Point that uh, that that shouldn't be what we think of as long-term. We do have to do that much sooner rather than later because we told them that we were going to. Also, I don't know that we would call them good friends. Uh, we have to head in that direction. Okay. Also, I don't Find know Find that... friends and one of our ex-girlfriends. Is that fair to say? That's that is fair very, to say. I think it's very fair um, to say. Also, astro-navigation, very precise. Camino is at the other end of the galaxy. To Goria, very close. That's where we have to drop Nemo. Okay, so we're going to drop him on Tagoria. Yes. Okay. Why do I bother giving things captain approval if you're not reading the approval that I'm giving? This is all in the brief that I said out loud to myself. Did no one hear that? Shoot! I did. Lost another pie. <laughs> oh, you know what you did is you opened the airlock. Every time. And it flew right Every out. Every time. So we're going to Tagoria. Lynn, am I correct in that you've already plotted the course? No. No. Incorrect. Because there's a little bit of time we have before Tagoria, okay. and Lynn and I were talking. Does Tagoria have some sort of um, thing where you can only go from certain times? Like a door that only opens certain times? No, there's a hyperspace route that we need to follow okay. in order to get there. Okay. And we can't go directly there from Findar. So... Sure, that's an angle. I was thinking that we could use this time as we route ourselves to Tagoria to get a new ship. Shoot! (sighs) We're out of ingredients to make another pie. What do you mean? I mean, we're out of ingredients to make another pie. I was going to make another one to replace the one that flew out of the airlock, and we're out. I don't see why we... So you don't just have a pie to start out with. You have to mix together a bunch of different things to get a pie. Yeah, you mix together like three things. You don't make your own crust. I make my own crust. Crust is the easiest part to make. You buy the crust. It's just flour and butter and water. Yeah, well, we don't have any of that. Well, now we don't. Why would we need a new... Well, Tamlin, this ship was made to, at maximum, support three people... (laughs) And as you can see... Wait a second, wait a second. Did I give Captain approval to this? <laughs> no, no, this is this is why we're having the meeting, Trist, is we're talking about the possibility of getting a new ship. Okay. Or, I don't know, making extensive renovations to this ship. That's fine. I'd love a sunroom. I'll stamp it. Captain approval. Well, okay. Um, excuse me. Bye. I need to see the kitchen on this new ship first. Well, we're going to have to... All right, I'll take back the Captain approval with a caveat that we do need to see the kitchen before we Thank any you. money changes hands. Okay, well, first of all, we don't have any Also, Cat, how much pie money do we have left? Zero pie money. Okay, so here's another wrinkle. We are out of money, so I'm going to go ahead and supersede that captain's order <laughs> and say that we are not going to buy a new ship. No, but we, we need to get a new ship. I don't know that we need to buy it. Oh. That is, yes. So, so we're going to steal a ship. Well, well, 
So, Bacta did a favor for this guy, Mendel Baudo, which you might know the of. The Mendel Baudo. Right. Mendel Baudo? What did you do for Mendel Baudo? Who's Mendel Baudo? <laughs> saved him from a pickpocket. That's... You saved him from a pickpocket? So you saw someone trying to pickpocket him and you said, hey, stop that. Was the well... pickpocket trying to get 250,000 credits? I mean, who carries that much cash on them? I, 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 first of all, how do you think a favor works? Do you think oh, it's like a one-to-one exchange rate? He's not ship for pickpocket. Pocket. That's no, not, he's that's not, not giving me a ship. He gave me contacts for people who could help us get a new ship. And he's a nice, reliable guy, and he's a very talented ship architect. And I think that one of these contacts, like, he's probably got good taste. I mean, and- yes, right? Yes. Okay. So he gave us three possible locations. One of them is like the traditional money route, which obviously pass. we aren't equipped. Yeah. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah, Hard that's pass. a captain's pass veto. As well. One of it them it's been captain's veto. was far out of the way. <laughs> um, like, I feel like we could have... I feel like I'm being wound up for this. I'll use my second captain's veto on this idea. What's the third option? Uh, the roach system. Wait a second. Roach system. Why does that sound familiar? It, oh, from like the Bug Hollow movies? Yes. Oh, no. But but not no. Yes, though. Because... What, uh, we're going to crawl around in some bug ship? Yeah. We wouldn't even be able to use the controls. Well, we but don't... that's the... Point of order, barf. <laughs> that's gross. Seconded. It sounds gross. No, 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 no. Guys, this architect designed ships for all sorts of people. So, bugs aren't people. Bugs are bugs. I've prepared we a slideshow. We cannot go in with that attitude. Okay, so here's... You have a slideshow? Yes! Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'll see this. Lynn pulls up the... She's made it just out of paper. Why would you do it this way? Why would way? you call this a slideshow? We have so much technology. Well, I... And paper is extremely valuable. Back to pulls I... Tamlin up onto his lap as Lynn is explaining herself. So... It's a bad way to do this in front of a group of people. I want you to know that. This is what I have available. We have a projector screen available. <laughs> From what I know, the Verpine who I don't know if they originated there or have colonized, who live in the asteroids of the Roach system, are some of the most technologically advanced and capable mechanics in the universe. They create lots and lots of different types of technology. They're particularly well-suited to it due to their microscopic eyes and ability to create in the vacuum of space. It's really, really good at working on a variety of different machines. Do these things have, like, mandibles? I I think you have mandibles too, right? Yeah, but they're normal and good. Actually... She pulls up a drawing of one of them. (laughs) They look like... um, So they're six feet tall to six and a half feet tall. Green. Stick-like. Very, very thin. Their faces are that triangular type of bug with like big compound eyes. Yeah. And then like little snoots with two little clasper things at the end. Their mouths don't have any teeth. Kind of like big crickets with little rodian snoots that are more bubbly. You watch your mouth. Well, they have two antennas that come out the back that are super articulated. Yep. They have two arms, two legs. Some of them have vestigial wings. (laughs) I hope I don't see any with vestigial wings. (laughs) I will throw up if I see one that has vestigial <laughs> wings. Okay, so we're going to try to trick one of these stupid bug things into giving us a ship. Is that the plan? So, no, I, we would ask them. We have a contact? Uh, yes. We have been given the name Barracks and the location barracks? of Carbon 15, which is one of the asteroids. You sure that the location isn't a barracks and the name is Carbon 15? Carbon 15 is the asteroid. I'm good at astronavigation. I don't know who Barracks is. Okay, so I guess we go to this bug barracks and we... 
Get a ship. That's our closest option. Yes. How are we paying for it? We don't know. Probably in work. We're probably going to have to do a job for them. It's probably going to have to be pretty substantial. <laughs> I'm not doing what you want me to do with but, one of these books. But, but, Baudow mm-hmm. knows that we're, you know, outlaws. He knows that we're rebellion types. So, I think the mission that we might have to do with them would be related to that. Where do these nightmare bug monsters stand politically? Well, I mean, I can go into everything that I know about them. No, nope, that How will, long will that it will, take? That will, you guys should probably roll your own bug knowledge. Lynn doesn't have to carry all of the burden of this. Um... I don't have much good in this. Is this Xenology? What, what's this the difficulty on this? This is a uh, four. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have to carry oh, boy, cat. Wow, wow. Lynn doesn't have to carry it, huh? Does Lynn not have to? Oh, my God. So a failure and threats. So, <laughs> so I know. So you guys can make up bug knowledge. I have a success in <laughs> six threats. <laughs> I have I have three successes and four threats. So I think what we know about this is that we <laughs> saw the movies, the hollow events oh, yes. that Trist talked about. So we have seen every one of those movies. Well, you got a failure though, right? Yes. So you got the piece of information that's been frustrating me. Wikipedia says that they can exist in the vacuum of space uh, or that they can like breathe out there. They can't. They breathe oxygen. They can exist out there with breathers. They can walk around out there without a suit just fine, but you think that they're like terrifying space monsters. Yes, so these things can breathe <laughs> the vacuum of space Not and true. hibernate over long distances. Oh, this they happened in the fourth movie, the fourth Holovid. Okay, I don't have time to explain to you the difference between Holovids and reality. Wait, the fourth one or the first one? The fourth one. Well, okay, I know, but it's confusing the way that they're numbered. The first one <laughs> to come out or the fourth one chronologically in universe? The fourth one chronologically. So the first one to come out, not the prequel. Are we talking about the prequel? No, I think of the, the prequel. The prequel. So the first one, but it the was one the with fourth... the racing scene. Oh, the very long racing scene. The they, very they long racing scene. Extended in the in the home hollow vid. <laughs> yes. Trist, the thing that he would care about, he knows all of the stuff relevant to sex about them. That they are hermaphroditic. The, the ones that you'd encounter in the galaxy are hermaphroditic. S- cement- sequential hermaphroditic or? No. Chronologically. Um, Chronologically. No, simultaneously. The so they're they them pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, and only 5% of the species is intelligent. The rest is unintelligent worker drones. Whoa, that's weird and sad. It's is it sad? I don't know. That's what they are. You know, that's yeah. the that that are like completely subservient to the five percent that are intelligent. They also communicate through radio waves Whoa. with their antenna. Ooh, I'm liking this. Um, it looks like it's telepathic. They can communicate up to sixty miles. So most people think that it's telepathic because it happens near instantly. So everybody is more or less in communication with each other all the time. So they are effectively hive minded. So they have a really communicative communal nature and all take care of each other all the time and more or less reach consensus decisions. Who knows that? And have an absolute democracy. Both Lynn and Trist know that. He doesn't, he knows effectively. He knows that as relevant to sex? Yeah. He knows the parts of that that are like consent based stuff because they're a weird telepathy race. Okay. Do they fight? Do they, do they, are they hunters? So you're, they are not. As far as you know, they like consensus and that comes across often as pacifism. So they're easy marks yeah okay you're a mechanic they're really good mechanics if you've ever encountered one before that's how you know them okay um the whole species but um, it is the whole species 
the because, name. And this is one of the few species in the galaxy that really can work like that because of the way that they're telepathically linked. Or not, not telepathically, but whatever. They have this whole group mind thing going on. So they... Yeah, ham, ham radio. Because yes, they have ham radio. They don't really get individualism at all. <laughs> so basically, our options are to go there, try to find this barracks on the asteroid that Lintel is going to navigate us to, and see what we can do for him. That's the plan? It's mm, them. They are... Oh, that's right. It's... There's a quirk to these things where, like, um, most of them are, like, uh, idiot drone worker things, just bugs, essentially, like from the Holofits. Okay. And only a certain select number of them actually possess any sort of, um, you know, above-average human intelligence, whatnot. Ooh, gotcha. That's correct, right? So... Well, talking to most of these things is going to be talking like a brick wall or like a cog in a machine. That's broadly correct, though they do communicate with each other. Sure, clicks and garbles and whatnot. But, like, instantly, so the intelligent ones can hear through all of the unintelligent ones. This is true. Wouldn't call them... They're very protective of each other, so... This is going to require delicacy. They don't like doing work for people who are rude. And what's a good delicacy for them? You know, something we can entice them with, a delicious food. Probably twigs and leaves and stuff like that. They eat a fungus called um, Magenji. I don't think that we're going to be able to entice them with much. No, we entice them with the fact that we are here to do work for them. Yes, sort of. That we have a job. See what they want. We don't have a job. Hopefully they have they a job. They have the job, yeah. Well, we no, we have an order for them, right? That we'd like them to do work yes, for us. and In exchange. For another job. They're for another wait, job. What changing. work are we having them do for us? Building, a ship. building a ship. They're great We're going to get a ship built? Or this ship modified, or we're going to, you know... Look, one thing about this ship that is rather unique and that we don't talk about that much is that we have a very efficient and interesting way of fueling our ship and I would like to preserve that in any new design because there are Agreed. a lot of rare materials involved in that. Fair enough. But it's also like a valuable thing that if we needed to just do like a simple trade-in, we could probably make some money off mm. of trading that in. I don't... Um, no. Ideally, it would be great if we had a ship that this ship could dock with, you know? And then we'd have a fighter and like a living spaceship and we could send the living spaceship away from the danger and the fighter could go out and fight. Oh, is that your ideal? That's my ideal. I'd love an open floor plan with granite countertops and... Um, we need a lot ooh, of space for you know Tony what I to would run. Love? What? I would love... A pot faucet over the stove. That's very specific. Should we know now what we want out of the ship situation? I mean, sure. If we're, if I've we're got, I've got pie in the sky. Literally, we <laughs> injected a pie into the sky earlier <laughs> tonight. I've, you know, saying what our ideals are. Yeah, I have a, a dream board. I like that my own room for my dream home that I've been working on for a long time. I would love uh, to if have you, my own if you would like to see that, it's. So you know, here's it's nothing thing. fancy, but I I don't want to I don't want to go down there and start dealing with barracks and start commissioning him building us a ship. Stop saying him. Her? Her might be applicable, actually, but them they them pronouns is the most accurate. Okay. We're going to have to stick with the gender neutral for everyone. Can you do that? Why don't I just say barracks? We don't know. They're not all going to be named barracks. But the one that we want to talk to is named barracks. Well, that's true. I don't go into a crowded room and be like, hey, James, and have someone be like, did you mean me, Greg? And I'm like, no, I never even heard of you. But what if barracks introduces us to a friend of theirs, and then we have to refer to them with... I do not want to meet these people's friends. If that's going to be on the table... Okay, Trist, I feel like I can't do the talking. 
on this one. Oh, I'll Speaking do of the tables, I would love a kitchen table that could seat 12 in case we there ever want to host. There are hive minds, and the colonies are very important. Their colonies go from like 20 to 200, and they're very communal. I'll just get my dream board. Hold on. I can't imagine the last time I went into a store and they're like, I want to do business <laughs> with you, but first, here's my friend Terry. That's probably what's going to happen. Ugh, barf. We do need to talk through the things that we want on our ship, and maybe we take our ideas to barracks and they'll tell us what's reasonable. As long as they don't have vestigial wings, I'm fine. But if I see even one vestigial wing, I'm going to lose my mind. What's your problem with vestigial wings? Gross. Absolutely gross. Is your problem that they don't function? Yeah. Cut them off. They're vestigial. Your hair does nothing. Okay. First of all, my hair does a lot for a lot of different people. You know what I'm saying? It just, it doesn't actually keep you warm, you know? Okay, well, it puts me in a situation where I'm going to be kept very warm for the evening, don't if you know what I'm saying. Don't want to correct but it definitely protects his head from the sun. But you don't have any hair. No, I don't have any hair, but Trist does, and his is actually functional. You're the same species. Whoa! No! Oh, wow! Hey, wow. I'm a human! I'm a super soldier! Okay, Okay! Guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now, th- this is a little, um... It took me a while to find it because it was scattered among my other dream boards. This is the uh, home-specific dream board. Uh, mostly kitchen stuff. Also, a little bit of living room, family room. I would love a fireplace and my own bedroom. And Tony would have his own bedroom, but there would be a door, like in a hotel, that has the adjoining room. So there would be a door, so in case he had a nightmare, he could come into my bed. And How would, would a fireplace work on a ship? What do you mean? You put logs in it and light them on fire. But what? We could do a gas fireplace. How? We could do a gas fireplace. No, that's fireplace. inauthentic. How? How would it work with space? Series of airlocks. Exactly. That seems like it, it doesn't seem like... Look, these guys are great mechanics. They'll be able to sort it out. Ships I'm have, not worried. Ships have exhaust ports. Tamlin, is there something that you would like to see on a new ship? I I have my dream board. I want to listen to Uncle Enoch first. Okay, is everybody Thank just going to br- pull out the dream boards? Uh, no, that sounds like a huge waste of time. But I will get drunk while everyone else does it. I'll get drunk while I do it. Okay. Please continue. Thank you very much. The bathrooms. I would love a waterfall shower head. I think, I think we would all love that. <laughs> We deserve that. Thank you. Sometimes it's nice we to unwind. We do deserve that. I would also love a tub with jets, you know, in case you want to sure. relax on wine. Maybe some nice lights to set some mood. I would love for people to use the floor mat and not just leave <laughs> the bathroom floor soaking wet The when mat done. is there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Use the mat. Do they not have floor mats in the army? Okay, the spirit of this exercise is not to passive-aggressively call out members of the I'm crew. directly aggressive to you, Bacta. Bacta, use please the use mat. the bath mat. Use the bath mat. It's inexcusable how I walk in and it's hanging on the door. It is a floor mat. I hang it up so it dries. Because you people just use it. It gets soaking wet. It's going to grow mold and mildew and things. Speaking of mold and mildew, I did see this online. I don't know if they're available for sale, but a living bath mat that's made from moss. Now, it's probably not going to be able to find that on the planet because if it's moss, these bugs will just eat it. We're going to have to cut down on the speciesism while we're there. We are also going to need heated floors. That would be lovely. Okay. These all feel like luxury amenities. I want to know about the layout and the functionality. Sure, I'm want... glad you asked for that, Lynn, because I happen to have a dream board that I have constructed. Oh, great. It's going to be 45 separate pods, each with a unique function. <laughs> Back to pulls up on the projector. Oh, I was thinking of something like this Perfect for a board. Perfect use of the projector. <laughs> 
I was thinking of something like this for the floor plan where every single member of the crew has their own sleeping space and we have these more open areas Let's here. Let's not confine the title to sleeping space. It's our own personal space where we can do whatever we want. I mean, you're certainly not going to be sleeping in your space, but you should still get one. I'm going to dance in mine. Well, I don't know if you're going to have any room well, because it looks like Uncle Baxter's design is a space Japan. This room would be a great room for you to dance in as this is our dojo training area slash gym and it would be great to dance in there. I think we need more places to exercise on our ship. As you can see, I have fitted this design for a ship with a running track that moves around and outside of all rooms. So we can train (laughs) Tony and get him well exercised. The vet told us that he needs to get more exercise and that he's feeling cooped up in our ship. So I think it would be great to have a lot of room for him to run around and, you know... Be, be be who he is supposed to be. That'll also give me the chance to teach him how to ride a bike. Can um, I make an amendment to this dojo? Uh, okay. Lenik takes a, an overhead projector, yes. one of those markers. So on this wall, I think we should put full-length floor-to-ceiling mirrors all the way across and a ballet bar. That would actually be really good idea. I, I want a ballet good. bar. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, you're definitely going to need that if we're going to start sword training. Bal- ballet? Yes, ballet is a very integral part to physical movement, and I think learning a couple ballet techniques would help you learn how to use a lightsaber. Or we could just do ballet. I'll learn to do ballet. I'll just teach you ballet. Yeah, well, you do the ballet, but it but teaches it also you teaches you dexterity. It's an improvement thing. I think everybody on the crew should start learning ballet together. I, I would think love that's that. a yeah! great idea. Start learning ballet, as if some of us on the crew haven't already mastered ballet. Do you even try to get to know anyone? Back to... Lenik turns to Trist. Trist, like, grabs him, and Lenik does a perfect pirouette while Trist, like, spins. And then they do a, a lovely lift. He lifts Lenik up. Now I'd love to have the space to do that for real. Tamlin just has stars in his eyes. <laughs> I think we'll learn ballet together, but I would like a gym. I would like an area on the ship where people can get physically fit. <laughs> I feel like we get in a lot of combat situations, and being prepared is the most effective way to survive. Next up... <laughs> There's a next up. I'm going to need another bottle of pie. Always thinking we could get an open layout with two different freshers. Maybe one for one wing of the ship that that wing looks after, and then another for another wing of the ship that that wing can look after. Can you remind me, is the fresher the bathroom or the kitchen? That is the bathroom. Okay. And so, as you can see, I've put Lynn, Tamlin, and myself here, and everyone else has their own wing of the ship with their own bathroom that they would maintain and monitor and look after. Well, ideally, we would just have four five master bedrooms that each had their own bathroom plus one bathroom for any guests I don't know that that's practical as you can see the sleeping oh no but that ballet studio that's (laughs) definitely going in the final design what are we, millionaires? I'll stop. <laughs> no, Trist pours I another big like... glass of wine. Well, a dojo does seem useful. It's incredibly useful, and it would be so... One training area does seem useful. Sure, it's all useful. I don't think that we're having anything that's not useful to us. I and... agree that two bathrooms seems reasonable. We currently have two bathrooms. Well, one is used to store paint at the moment. <laughs> That's another thing. Cargo storage. We're going to need that. Yes. This design, both being according to harmonious force arrangements and just being a practical ship layout, has lots of smuggling compartments all over the ship. However, because we're getting it built for us, we'll know where all of them are. (laughs) All of us. 
All of us will know where each smuggling compartment is. I think we should each get I our own that. personal smuggling because everyone else hate that I idea. Hate well, no, no, that I, idea. I hate it. Here's, I hate it. We'll have. We'll he, have. He introduced that like that was going to be this big plus that everyone was going to jump on board. I despise everyone it. knowing our secret locations. Okay. We'll have large. We'll have one large community smuggling bay, and then we will each have our own secret smuggling bays that no one else knows about. Far superior. Back to reaches down in his lap and like gets to him and like a little bit of like, all right, cool, cool, you. Jeff. Buddy, no, down. I'm gonna amp them up. You don't tell anybody to cool their jets, okay? I'm gonna put fuel on that fire. Ooh, but we should get cool jets for the bathtub as well. Oh yeah, hot and cool jets. Okay, excellent. Are we made of money? Not this yet. This is my point. Why don't we meet with <coughs> thine bug? <laughs> Did I not do it right? It's slightly I think that's better. That's good. That's good. But this isn't difficult. We've talked about this before with Twomp. No, just because it's not difficult to you doesn't mean it's not difficult to other people. I'm not I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just, we can practice before we get there. The one thing I refuse to do is practice. I will always shoot from the hip. Now, we are not millionaires, okay? We are not even thousandaires. Cat, how much pie money do we have? Negative pie money. We Kat, are zero in there. Cat, please take into account my inaccessible pie money. 500,000 credits. So we have money that we can't access. Linux money, obviously. But either way, we can But can't... we don't also know that that's what they're going to want. That's true. And we don't know what they have the capability to build, and we don't know how fast they can get it done. So why don't we meet with, and I will do it right this time, damn bugs. <laughs> that's my favorite so far. A part of the thing that we also really haven't taken into account, Lynn pulls up one of her crayon drawings. Oh, Lord they're in Almighty, crayon? You did them in crayon? That's what we have access to. Why aren't you using the projector and the data pad? Lynn, what did you think was in this drawer? Do you Lena not... opens a drawer that is like full of craft supplies. Why didn't I have access to that? Because that's well, his hiding compartment. That's a secret compartment for Lita, and he's the only one that should know about and it. And I'll think on the new ship, we should turn it into a crafting nook. Well, we will, of course, have a crafting nook. If you look at my dream board, it'll have a three-window bay with a crafting nook with a bench, built-in bench. I would like to prioritize Perfect to record that. podcasts in there. That's yes. important Well, there is, there, there, also, will, there will be a soundproof closet. Do you not closet. know PowerPoint? Let's move on. Ghost Force is wait, wait, wait! Whoa. New audience. Okay. Lynn, Lynn doesn't know how to use PowerPoint. You don't know PowerPoint. Please, can we move on from this? Wow. Do okay. you know? Do you know Word? I, do you know Excel? Um. This here, Lynn. Here, I, I want to just say right now, a thing that you tend to do a lot is say, "Let's move on." When you get put into an uncomfortable situation where you don't know a thing. So, all have noticed this too. So, I just want you to know that we have all noticed there's it. There's more important information. Mm -hmm. to so, okay, so, as a strategy, it doesn't totally work for you seems anymore. Seems to. Okay, uh, back to, please make a note that Lynn does not know how to use the Microsoft Office suite. I'm writing that down. If you wanted to, Lynn, we could teach you Nobody PowerPoint. Nobody on this ship is a slicer. Have you never tempt before or anything? I mean, you can't. You can hardly get a job without Honestly, being able to use those you programs. You don't need to slice. PowerPoint is slicing. It's so user friendly. It is so user friendly. I mean, especially now, it's so much easier. Simple drag and drop tools. There's never been an. There's the. I'm not going to justify this. I'm going to continue on with my presentation. Well, well that's your, justification. Give me your crayon oh, no, thing. No, no, give me it. Just no, you're going to burn it. it. I I'm going to burn it. We you're don't going have to a working it. fireplace yet. Give me the crayon. I'm going to. Also, the only way to burn a crayon is to turn it into a candle, which we will be doing in the craft Oh, book. absolutely. How about absolutely. I present it, and then I will see what you do with it. Uh, okay, well, then why don't you just give me one that you've already presented? Fine, here. Okay. <laughs> Tress sits down on the data pad and starts working on a PowerPoint slide for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you look I'm at sorry, this... No, wait a minute. You just equated the Microsoft Office Suite to slicing. Can we address that? 
That's the level of technophobia that I think really needs to be addressed. I don't see what the problem is. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing at all. Not even close. And done. And it's even got transition effects. That's a star wipe, and that is awesome. What? I can do star wipes on every slide. What? And this is the first one. How did you do that? Well, it's easy. I didn't even have to read it. I just copied the characters that are already on this page and put it onto that. How? God, okay, come here. Jeez. It's going to take like two hours, No, though. it's t- 20 minutes tops for this whole presentation. It's easy drag and drop tools. I don't... You got a settings bar We up don't here. have time for this. Here's 20 minutes later. <laughs> Lynn, how are you still not getting this? It's so simple. It's so simple. I can't believe you've... Okay, so I made a slide. You've ruined it. So I... How do you not get the edit bar? It's, it's got web- all your font options. But it's a website. No, right? it's not so a it's website. It's a website. Oh my. oh, my. It's a website? And even if it were a website, why would you use eight different fonts? Are you 80 years old? It's a website. Two and a half hours later. Lynn, are you... Okay, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I cannot... You can't learn it. You copied the same slide 400 times. You're going to be unable to learn this program. (laughs) You're the smartest person I know, and I want to jump out of the ship right now. I could go get... We could go. We could go get that pie. I feel sick. We I could jump in the airlock Ill. and go get that pie, and I would be happier. One hour later. <coughs> okay, you've made a lot of progress. I take back everything I said earlier. This is incredible. You're gonna get this, and it's gonna be a hard road for you. I can't wait to show you pivot tables in Excel. Enoch, <laughs> I swear, don't touch Excel. We are not touching Excel on this one. It's okay. just so useful. It's just so useful. Okay. 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 It has been four hours. <laughs> Let's take lunch. Back to lunch. Can we hold? Yep, I'm holding the clipboard. All right, we're gonna do a lunch. Twenty-five minutes later. (laughs) All right, Lynn, go ahead. When we open, she opens up an Excel thing that is just a picture of her crayon drawing. And why did you do this? Put it in Excel. Why? You can drop an image into Excel, but but why would you? Why would you? But why would you? It's like we wasted a whole day. So, as you can tell, (sighs) uh, my point from earlier was just go ahead and make it a matter than hell. I'm ready to hear it. why did you you took a photograph of your crayon paper and you uploaded it to the data pad? Lenick will never get to understand it. I'm convinced that she's doing this to spite us at this point because she knows better. All right, get to the point. You got a, a little crown drawing up here. That they don't get a lot of human mammalian different, that a lot of convergent technologies are hard to grasp for. Uh, oh, like how PowerPoint is hard for you to grasp. Sure. Well, no, that, that's not quite analogous. As you can tell, uh, she brings up a terrifying looking droid. Something that looks Ugh. like it was made to be human and didn't really get there. Oh, it's it's a it's a <laughs> an antique dental phantom. <laughs> sure, that's, that's really not a bad. Um, but it has like clamps for hands, and yeah, it looks like a dental phantom. It's just um, glowy eyes. That's One what they it, thought the most important part of being human was having the teeth, the skeleton teeth in a metal head. This is the eight D series smelter droid. They tried to make something human looking. Uh, this is just awful. Because they're Truly trying to behold. It's it's very good at its job. Night- um, giving people nightmares? It's smelting, but... It's smelting my eyes right now, I'll tell you that much. But it didn't get a lot of play in the market because... Oh, weird. It's terrifying. So How I many think, of these are there walking around there? I don't know how many are still in circulation. Oh, God. Hopefully they don't do a little smelting on this um, comet. They've also made protocol droids, and she goes through a few oh, things what? that Is are... protocol nightmares? <laughs> Have the, they never seen a human before? <laughs> these ones aren't like that. These ones are more... They look more like bugs, like a combination. 
combination of human and bugs. Um, These guys are going to build us a bug ship. I just know it. That's gonna be, We're going to give them plans. They're going to give us tons of little bug holes. It's going to be like, like a honeycomb. Well, that's what I'm saying. We might give them something, but I don't know. We might be better suited giving them asks that are functional and seeing what we get in return. Why? You know? Why does it matter? We're going to end up living on a bug ship. That's what we're going to have. Something I was thinking about, since they are such like good designers, we might be able to ask them for something practically really useful, like a stealth drive. Oh, wow. I could go for a stealth drive. I don't know if it's, do we want, typically, if you're asking for something like that, that's what you're basing the design of the ship around, right? So we need to decide, is it a stealth drive? Is it something else? Because my my old ship was built around long-range sensors. Now, is this ship going to be a ship that the Minac can fit inside? The what? The Minac? Oh, I thought you said Minac. <laughs> As in my neck, my back, and then the other words. Can the Minoc fit inside this ship? Is this ship going to carry the Minoc, or is this a trade-in thing? What's going on here? I don't want to trade in the Minoc! I would like having excess. The Minoc, really heavily armed ship. If we can get another large ship that we can dock the Minoc into, that was a great time in our lives. That's true. We were doing very well in that time in our lives. If we could go back to that, I would be very happy. And if that's the case, I'd rather have the stealth drive on the Minoc than putting a stealth drive on the uh, that makes on the largest mother ship. Ooh. I don't know if that's on the table, but uh, I don't know God, either. I want a stealth drive. That sounds lovely, but then, sure, but then we're modifying the Minoc and doing whatever on the other ship. You said stealth drive, okay? Everybody else has dream boards. Sure, but then my dream board is something with long-range sensors. I miss having that. What does that do for you? It allows me to know what is going on with a planet before we touch down on it in terms of, like, life forms, environment. How is that fun? It allows me to know scientifically what is going on. Okay, so the four so things you that want we're looking function for. function to turn to the last page of the book. And... Do you want a Wikipedia page yeah. is what you want. You want this data pad. What's Wikipedia? That you don't know. Oh. oh, Lynn. So Lynn wants, Lynn wants a spoiler handbook. Yeah, okay, spoiler alert. That's what Lynn wants. Trist wants stealth drives. Stealth drive. I want an open floor plan. And Bacta wants 100 toilets. <laughs> Okay, I feel like that is really essentializing the, the demands that are made. <laughs> I would like practical living space. Practical living space. Sure. And we should probably have a guest room because we pick up things. Guests. I don't know that. Yeah, guests don't say are guest things. room, we pick up things. We have a cargo bay for the things. I want grass. The clones are impossible. Grass? Grass. Grass? Grass. Well, I think it would be good to have, like, some living plants to yeah. look after. I, I did mention that living plants. Also, now. we need a terrarium room. Back to pulls up another part of his vision board. For all lizards. <laughs> That's true. We do have a lot of lizards. That actually seems practical. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the second toilet, the thing that really <laughs> broke the camel's back on that, Lynn? What's a camel? Are you too busy struggling with PowerPoint? Chris, what's a camel? What's Why that? are you getting all uppity with me? This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. Brand of death sticks, I think. It's good that we've, we're all for this mission that we're all uh, gonna do it yep i think we just need to talk this out with the engineers on the planet and decide what's practical sure okay and see if this is even possible for them slash what they want from us right other things behaviorally with us do we think Mm, do we feel like we're going to be able to handle the diplomatic aspects of this mission? Trist, what are you going to call the people that we're going to meet on this planet? If I meet a person, I'll call it a person. Hmm. That is a worrying statement, Tristan. I'd be worried, too. Yeah. 
I'll handle it. What's I speak it? their language. What? Okay, now hmm. the language of bugs, mechanics. The language yeah. of mechanics. That's a mechanics can't. Mm-hmm. Well, mechanics can't isn't truly a thing. mechanics can. Hmm. That's a little mechanic joke. Uh, those who can't mechanic. I don't know. Those who cannot do. <laughs> but like speaking to them with enthusiasm about mechanical engineering sounds like a good thing. Thank you, and I'll show them my awesome punch hand. Okay. Keeping in mind that... I'm not going to punch them. I'll punch other stuff and they'll think it's cool. That violence isn't something that I really enjoy. Everyone loves punching. Mm -mm. Quick poll. Who on the ship loves punching? I don't love being punched. Well, no, but you love punching. You absolutely love being punched. I like a specific kind of being punched. Like this? (laughs) You know, it halfway does it for me. I mean, I think we all like punching. Okay, great. I don't know what the big deal is. We're going to be fine down there, okay? We'll be able to play these bugs like fiddles or whatever bugs play for music. They actually, they play their legs. Yeah, they move their legs about. Like Jiminy If I see one of them do that, I will puke. (laughs) No, you'll be so happy. It sounds beautiful. Okay, we'll see. In my head, it sounds like someone playing a saw. No, Let's take money on whether or not I'll think it's beautiful or if I will puke. You're going to love it. I really hope that they do perform at some point it's supposed to be i hope we i hope we're there for the rest of time one of the great delights of the galaxy i hope we watch watch, rub their legs together i hope we watch them perform a full concert it's called in real time (laughs) (laughs) but it's a a verpine choral performance is what they call it i would love to genuinely hear that me too um carbon 15 itself isn't very large so we're probably dealing with at most three colonies so that's going to be 600 people well, three people. Come again? I think he's implying that only the thinking ones are people and that all the drones he does not see as people. Three names. Do each individual drone have a name? They do. Huh. Why? <laughs> because all of them are beings. Okay. This is a very communal, loving species. Great. Can't wait to learn 600 names. That'll be fun. I don't know that you're going to have to learn every name. Won't. And I won't learn every name. I don't think I've even heard 600 names in my life. We're not going to have to deal we with 600 people. at least know 600 bounty hunter names. That's true. But if I'm that talking the to one barracks. With math problems. So if it's 600 people, what's 5% of 600? Uh, but you said three colonies. How big are the colonies? <laughs> Yeah, like 200. Isn't each colony associated with one? No, 5%. It's just a straight up 5%. 30? How many of these 5% Is that intelligent creatures live in each colony? All of, what, what What are you getting at? It's not one, it's not like one queen owns the whole hive. Oh, really? Yeah. One intelligent person owns all of the No, I'm saying it's else? not like that. I'm saying that it's... it's I know, a... but they all share. The 5% of the intelligence share all of the drones. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. It's a consensus. These people ever go to war? No. Interesting. Okay, I have a goal while I get to the planet, but it's a secret goal, and I won't reveal it to anyone. What is it? I just said I wouldn't reveal it. Tell it to me. Start a bug war. It's start a bug war. (laughs) It's basically the plot of the third movie. We don't want a war. Why would we want a war? We don't want a war. Tell me why. First of all, sometimes you do want a war, and I shouldn't have to explain that to you, Bacta. Why do you want to start a war? You start a bug war with these, the, you, turn the, you turn the bugs against each other if it helps you in some way, right? How does it help us? We don't know until we try. 
I'm just saying the option's not off the table. If there's a way to turn these things against each other for our benefit, we ad- we absolutely take it. I, I have a reason why we shouldn't, though. Okay, well, that's fine. Is that no, a secret, I, too? No, I, it's it's very out here on the table, which I, maybe I should have covered in the xenobiology section. They are much scarier than us. Oh, no, these things are terrifying. I've seen all the movies. Yeah. I don't gross. know that you know the reality. So they're covered in carahide. Carahide feels like skin if you touch it, Whoa. but it is much, much stronger. It can deflect just about any stabbing instrument and can uh, absorb blaster fire. This very flexible armor that is their skin isn't something that you want to mess with. Bacta was wrong. They can't just like breathe in the vacuum of space, but they can exist out there. No, I've seen the movie, sorry. So fighting them seems like a bad idea. We're very lucky that they are yeah. relatively well, He peaceful. wasn't trying to start a war between us, us and them. them. It was That'd among them. Asinine. Yeah, I would like to see an experiment to see what happens when two intelligent bugmen try to control the same hordes against each other. That's all I'm saying. You could do that, the third you, movie. but you could do that with an argument. Exactly. I also Not think a that war. There's, there's a oh, but oh, the war is so much sweeter. That's um, one of the thoughts behind the whole asteroid field is that there was a civil war a long time ago, and that is the reason that the asteroid field exists. That it used to be their home planet, and that oh. there was a terrible civil war that caused its destruction. But they don't talk about it. If that is the case, um, there is such a great racial shame that it's a that like that is the cause behind there. That's just good information for us to have racial shame fear a history of violence these are all things that we can use to start a war with these people but it's also a good reason for them to no longer be violent sure sensibly yes and that's kind of the way it stands right now mm-hmm. enter the crew of the minoc things might change how we don't know until we try <laughs> Okay. But we could bring this whole system down. It, it benefits us, which I we wouldn't do it on a whim. I think that's desirable, <laughs> unnecessary. Correct. In this context, it's not. But once we get down there, things start happening. This is why you have a plan B, okay? You have a plan A, you're stuck on a course. Okay, we're going to have some B plans and C plans and D plans. That's plan W. That's ridiculous. You can't have a plan W unless you want to come up with 25 other plans. You know, we might. <sighs> that's do not that. how many letters are in the alphabet. Yeah, I took a guess. <laughs> this is evidence. Everyone take note. <laughs> <laughs> And put it on the evidence board. <laughs> I will put that on the evidence board. What does Cat do when you guys are about to come out of hyperspace? I don't know. Does that have anything to do with cooking? She does. <laughs> guys, she's the ship's computer. Yeah, we know, but <laughs> she d- she doesn't, doesn't care, care about that. She yeah. Well, is it is it is she's she mal- specifically <laughs> a cooking computer? Is she though? malfunctioning and only does we, things in relation to kitchen stuff, or did we, we by her rules? Is that the other way did around? Did we choose to make her function? That I don't way? think we chose that. I, I don't think we had a say in it at all. Fine, that's how her operating system works. And when we incorporate her to the new ship, that is exactly what will happen on the new ship. There is a huge <laughs> pool, and you all jerk back all of a sudden as the ship pulls out of hyperspace and there is a yelp Ah! distantly in the ship as Nemo falls out of his chair where he had been writing. Oh, here. Okay. Let's go make some new bug friends. Best bugs. Best bugs! Best bugs on three, guys. One, One, two, two, three. three. Best Best bugs! Lynn, I noticed you didn't say it. We'll try again. Lynn. One, One, two, two, three. three. Best Best bugs! Tamlin, where were you? Where were you on that one? Actually, let's get Nemo in here. Let's everyone do it, okay? Okay, okay. Oh, Tony, Tony. (laughs) 
<laughs> one, one, two, two three. three. Best frogs. That was everyone. That yeah. was everyone. We did it. That was everyone. End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about a dear my knock letter? Dear Tamlin. Hi, I'm five two. I recently discovered that I. I'm can sorry. Use... Why does the height matter? Why does the height matter? Yeah. Excuse me. I'm five two. Why? Why? Why lead with your As height? As well, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's in age. That's not that well. As I in mean, five, five two is short. I think five cycles, Trist. Okay, now we're talking. Five cycles is enough for all of us to get a cycle. Correct. Correct. You know what? Whatever you believe, it it does not matter. We're just gonna get through the letter. I recently discovered that I can use the force. Isn't it the coolest? I can lift my little brother in the air and tickle him, which is great because he can't escape, and I can just tickle him forever. All my parents talk about is using force lightning, or force pushing, or dominating the brains of weak-minded individuals. But all of that sounds so boring. What are some of the other fun things that you've been able to do with the force? Sincerely, the next Sith Overlord. Hmm. P.S. I don't know what a Sith Overlord is, but it's what Dad keeps talking about. Hmm. What? Um, well... Hi. Uh, Hello. You're also five. It's cool. Um, we don't know that. Well, I mean, that's how they introduced themselves. They said that they were five. They said they were five, too. They said they were five, too. As well. You're, you're, not, you're five not five, two. two. No way are you five, two. Okay. I, what aren't you getting? Not there? even soaking wet are you five, two. <laughs> it wasn't. Why would someone being soaking wet make them taller? It doesn't affect my To height. me, it does. Yeah, because I don't have hair or feathers or anything else, and it would weigh you down. It would weigh it? you down, no matter what it would weigh you down. I don't know. Being wet never weighed me down. Yeah. Unless you're like a sponge. Or a know? gremlin. Yeah, back to what if you're a sponge or a gremlin, okay, smart there guy. there are some people that are sponge people, and sure. there are definitely gremlin people. I'll have to give you that. Okay, so hi. It's cool that you're also five. Um, we should probably be friends. Okay, that's a good start. Now, hold on, Tamlin. <laughs> you don't have to be friends with someone just solely based on age. I mean, look at us. Yes, you do. We're friends. Are we not friends? Yeah. You're my you're my uncle. So? Our uncle's friends. You I mean, tell, you tell I mean, me, pal. Um, yeah, I thought we were friends. Bacta and I are I friends. Mean, if if you're a cool uncle, yeah. Uh I don't know. Wow. Wow. Would someone who's not your friend are sit you backwards friends? on a chair like this? Well, that's pretty cool. What about Tony? Is Tony your friend? Yes, Tony's my friend. Not the same age as you. But Tony's also, Tony's more complex. Tony's my best friend, you see? Okay, so your best friend can be an indiscriminate age. Okay, well, Tony's my best friend, so. Well, also, Tony's best your son. Your son. Uh, I'm sorry, can your son not be your best friend? See, I think no. that your uncle could be your friend. I think your son can be your best friend. I think your son should be your best friend. I don't... Were you I... best friends with your father? No, but I believe my father... I was my father's best friend, but he was certainly not my best friend. You can be best friends with your parents. Haven't you guys seen Gamorrean girls? I wonder if... Best friends is a one-sided thing, okay? Just because one person declares, like, Bacta, I'm your best friend, objectively. <laughs> I think but you are not my best friend. No, it's a mutual thing. I wonder not if Jenga always. And I like, got along. Tony and I have And you are definitely not my best friend. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on now. I'm not your best friend. No, no way. Who, Who is your best, best friend? friend? Probably Lynn. Lynn? Lynn? Known yeah. You've known her for like three like... weeks. Yeah, well, That's that your shows best... you how well you're doing, doesn't it? Okay, that's Doesn't your best it? friend? That's your best friend? Oh my god. Say yes. one thing that you know about her past. What I know about her past, first of all, uh, she's an archaeologist who studied on Coruscant. Okay, she's... And she told me a lot of stories about her studying. Let's hear one of them. Okay. One time, she got locked in the library because she was studying so much that she just 
didn't see Tom Pass at all because there were no windows in the corridor That's that she the was book studying. From in. the mixed up files of Miss Basilie Frankweiler, not anything that you're Lynn talking did. about a storybook that Lenick read to all of us. Yeah, no, no, Lenick's lying. From the mixed up files of Mrs. Basilie Frankweiler, is when a brother and his sister get locked inside of a museum. Uh, museums, libraries are museums for words. Okay, but you were just lying to make a point. Yeah, maybe Bacta we should put you in a library. Aren't friends? <laughs> I, it's basically. The pl- it's basically you the have plot. to put a credit in the lying jar. Okay. Also, Lynn stays up late a lot, and she studies a lot when she's up late, and we get to talking sometimes. Honestly, I'm sure that you're annoying her when you're talking to her, because I've talked to her several times while she's reading, and that's the clear vibe that I got. <laughs> B, I bet if we asked Lynn who her best friend is, we wouldn't even know the person's name. There is no way. We There's no know. way you're, you're Lynn's best friend. Maybe, but clones are genetically designed to adapt to quick friendships. Uh, that Lynn, has not Lynn. been my experience with clones. Lynn, Lynn. Can you come in here? Lynn, can you please come in here? Vi, I'm busy. Yeah, well, yeah you're probably yeah. reading or studying or whatever. I'm but working on something, yes. That's, that's fine. That, that's fine. It's, it'll, it'll be super quick. Is it important? It's very yes, important. Yes, obviously it's important. Fine. Okay, what? Who's your best friend? Uh, You guys don't. Um, it's fine. We, we don't what? what? What don't we? You don't know them. No, yeah, we no, don't no, you can, you can know them. Studying now. Thank That's you, all Lynn. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Huh, back. Do you want to rethink it? No. Cool. Neither do I. You're not my best friend. But also, did I, you think? <laughs> I also never claimed that you were my best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I? Can I? No, wait. No, I kind of wanted to sick that for a second. Uh Trist, who is your best friend? Tamlin. <laughs> Really? Yeah, absolutely. Aw, thank you. No, no thanks necessary. You're my best friend. You don't have to thank me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Lena, who's your best friend? Tony, Tony, obviously. Uh, Nemo, who's your best friend? (laughs) Nemo. Yeah? Nemo, can you come in here for a second? Nemo, come in here. I'm writing. We know. We don't care. We do not care. Okay. It's important. Okay, I'm on my way. Who's your best friend? Hold on. Let me get in the room. (laughs) Jeez. It's a small ship. Just I'm slow. You heard what I said, though. Who's your best friend? Oh, gosh. Probably uh, the pen and paper. Get out of here. (laughs) That's a good answer. No, it's not. It was a good answer. Can I address something in the letter that we haven't talked about? Nemo, what would you know about the letter? You didn't (laughs) hear the letter, Nemo. I heard it over the intercom. Oh, boy. Okay, go ahead, Nemo. Make your point. I hate tickling so much. That's all. Well, but I think it, it's despicable. Sure, but he was talking about for a sibling. It's still, I can't stand it. I don't think you should do something sexual like that with a sibling. No, 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 no. I would never tickle no! my sister. <laughs> Gross. But I tickle Tony. Yeah, it's tickling is fine. It does sound like the person who wrote the letter was taking it too far. I think that the thrust of tickling is that it catches you unaware and it's unwanted. Yeah, I think the the most important thing is all with all sexual tickling, it's about well, consent. Not even sexual. And this person was clearly not consenting to the sexual tickling that was going on. And I, I don't think that you, I don't think that if you were not caught by surprise and someone was touching you, you could be tickled nearly as much as if you were caught by surprise. I think tickling is inherently a consentless act. I think what? It, it's it's playful though, which I think is different than generally just being a consentless act. Okay, and I'm very clear on the ground rules. Okay, I. Lay it down early on what's on the table and what's off the table now if tickling is said off the table no tickling will occur right 
So consent is the main thing. Exactly. Can Tony consent to being tickled? He seems to be happy whenever I tickle him. Well, that's actually animals and consent. That's a that's a, a gray area. What does that have to do with Tony? True, because you have to go with what you think that they like, right? So you know there are obvious uh, uh, verbal and nonverbal cues that an animal is in pain or just uncomfortable. Like uh, I can feel him in the forest and he's happy. Well, that's sure. That's one way to do it for you, but for the rest of us, if we were to tickle Tony, we would have to go by, like, growls and haunches. And poison tails. Yeah, exactly. Well, you learn that real quick. Okay. I went clowns whenever we went to, like, a, like a hot spring planet or something like that. There'd always Ugh. be a little bit of tickling and splashing oh. in, the, in the pool. No. If, you t- if you tickle a clone, do you feel it? Like, no. can you... If you tickle someone else, do you feel being tickled? Nemo, why would that work? Just doing research. Why would I'm that just doing work? research for a book about twins. No. Okay. No. I guess I'll delete that chapter. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> to avoid further confusion. Other... All right, bye, Lenik. No! <laughs> Things. I'm only leaving briefly because I need to grab something from my room. I am leaving permanently so I can go write the book that I'm writing, not in my journal because I don't keep a journal. All right. We get it, Nemo. You're leaving. <laughs> okay. I'm gone. Um, I'm back. I guess I, it feels like we have a lot of the same overlapping talents. Um, the, you force lightning? Mm-hmm. Ooh. We've seen him do it. I oh, think. yeah. Um, I don't remember that. I think you've seen him do it. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again. The other thing that I like to focus on is um, working with Tony a lot. But aside from that, I think you're. it seems like you're stronger than me right now. Um, probably because your parents are training you. Um, and I don't have a teacher yet. Tris is teaching you piano. And yeah. I'm is he teaching ballet. This kid doesn't know anything about piano. I feel like... You're probably way though, better at piano. For someone who claims to be my best friend, I don't know that what he's doing can really be considered okay. teaching. I'm teaching you. You may not be learning. Huh. That's the difference. Okay. Because I'm doing it perfectly. Yeah, you're doing it perfectly. But you Thank aren't, you. You aren't telling me what any of the things mean. You aren't slowing down the lessons. You're just playing. First of all, they're not called things. They're called piano teeth. Secondly... I feel like they're not. Uncle Lynn says that's not what they're called. Well, Uncle Lynn can't play worth a lick, can she? She can. She plays very well. She plays very well, but does she play worth a lick? She was an intergalactic rock star. All right, intergalactic rock star, sure. I lived that well, life pan-galactic in rock star. Pan- What's the difference? Well, in- intergalactic means between other galaxies. And- you see, these are the sorts of things you could be teaching me. Okay, there's no such thing as intergalactic piano, so that doesn't... <laughs> That's not a thing that I would ever teach. Could you say intragalactic? I think you could. So I just feel like you're probably doing okay. Though it sounds like also things are a little scary over there. Yeah, think, sounds. I'm glad that we rounded about to that part of the letter because I think things are a little bit scary over there. Yeah, and I don't think that this kid would be considered a friend, you know, if you were Why? to meet this kid. Why? Because it seems... We're the same age. Dark and scary. Kind of a scary vibe. This kid has never had a friend before. That's not how bad apples work. I don't see how they're scary. A bad apple spoils the bunch. But how are they scary? Force lightning. I do force lightning. They got a Sith fulcrum over there. That was a big part of the letter. What's a Sith fulcrum? The thing that we have. 
What? Maybe we give Tamlin a Sith fulcrum. No. No. See? No. So you wouldn't want him hanging out with a kid who's got a Sith fulcrum. But so maybe, maybe Tamlin rubs off on the kid who's got a Sith fulcrum. Look, huh? I don't want these Sith rubbing together at all, okay? <laughs> we get a Sith start rubbing Tamlin, Tamlin's going to come back force lightning us all in our beds. Why would I do that? Why exactly. Why would he do that? No, Tamlin just needs a good, solid training foundation with a teacher that we know we can trust. And maybe we help other people along the way. We don't know who we're going to encounter on this journey to find a teacher for Tamlin. Okay, that's fair. But if I meet this Sith kid, I'm going to help him into an early grave. What? what? Oh my god. Wow! He's five years old! Yeah, so way easier to take out now at five. But he's so tall for a five-year-old. Yeah, he's five, too. Just the way this Can you imagine how tall probably, this kid's going to be at like 10, 15 years old? He's probably going to be my best friend, so oh. I prefer you not do that. Petrus, I'll guarantee you that if you tried to take that kid out, he would survive and then come after you decades later on some revenge trip. Well, we'd but hope so. do that. He's my best friend! Now be careful. Remember the lesson that we learned from Uncle Bacta about making best friends out of people that consider you to be a complete stranger? <laughs> I'm fine with Lynn having other friends! No, not other friends. You didn't even register on her friends chart. We didn't ask her. We can ask her if, if I'm friends with her. Lynn! 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 Guys, what is it? Come here. Come here. Do we have to do this? I can just do this over the car. No, no. Bacta cut his hand. Oh my god! Bacta, are you okay? I'm fine! They're lying to get you to come in the room! Well, wow. it worked! Okay, great. Really? That's positive reinforcement right there. Yeah. Really, Bacta, manipulating one of your friends? Is that the way you want to play this? Well, you guys manipulate me all the time. Let, I know, because we're your friends. Let me ask you a question. Can you, can you just real quick name off, like, your top 20 friends? Uh, I don't have that many friends, so... Wow. Um, Interesting. She, she doesn't even have 20 friends, I, and you're not on that list. What? <laughs> Why don't you think Back is one of my friends? Exactly. Back is one of my friends. How far down the list? How far down the list? I don't... Be honest. I don't really want oh to get God, into this. Oh my God, this does not matter. Lynn, how far down is he in your top list? eight? Is he in your top eight? I'm going to I leave. I know, it's Tom. It's Tom is first, I and then who's the rest of your top eight? Tom. Well, we all do. I'm <laughs> going to leave right now. Tom, the guy who designed all communications. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. He wears a white t-shirt. What? Hmm? You're answering Dear Minox? Yes. What yes. was this one about? I don't know. Uh, best friends. I think it was about best friends, yeah. Tamlin, what who's... was this one about? <laughs> this one was about um the force. You know what? I think uh I think we're just gonna head on out. Tamlin, you and Lynn can uh finish this up. Yeah, I'm gonna go catch some shut eyes. And by that I mean go behind Nemo while he's writing and shut his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I said it loud with my finger on the intercom. Okay. Tamlin, is there anything else that needed to be done with this one? Um, well, so I guess the only thing that didn't happen was they didn't say that the Sith is bad, it seems like, because everyone says that. So the Sith is probably bad. So if you wanted to escape from your family, maybe do that and come hang out and be my friend. Yeah, and... And I think uh, they asked for cool force tricks. And one of the coolest force tricks is meditation because it allows you to center yourself. I don't know that that's cool. Mm, It's something that the Jedi like to do quite a bit. Um, okay. Focusing on your anger is also a form of meditation. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? I read it in a book. You go away. You said you were going somewhere else. Thank you so much for contacting us. Time to turn out the lights. (laughs) Oh! 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The crew of the Minoc will be back again in just a bit. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about one of our affiliates. The vulnerability behind the glass with a side of sass. Open-ended seeks the people behind the screens through stories that intersect technology and culture. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production. BACTA is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG, or on his podcast, The OneShot Podcast. Trist Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSofly, or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IO Chicago. Lenik Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Kat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at WolvesAreCool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or at at CampaignPod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear, who can be found at thesnowdensofyesteryear.com, or on Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming music services. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Thank you.